0: Good morning and welcome to Coffee with a Kick. I'm Xander. He's Keegan, and we are here for that good old Match Day 16. Match Day 16. Uh, you know, a lot of these matches weren't that great. A lot of, lot of wet. A lot of wet, especially on Saturday. A lot of poor conditions. I don't know if that necessarily led to uh, the the quality of the matches, but it didn't help. Did not help at all. Um, If you didn't already, go ahead and check out our episode from yesterday over here uh, for Champions League action that we've got coming up later today. And while you're there, go ahead and like it, like and subscribe and drop a comment while you're at it. All right. Enough of that. We're on to the actual action. Crystal Palace and Liverpool. Uh, This one. Liverpool did pull out, like I said they would. You thought that they were going to draw uh, against Crystal (laughs) Palace. Twas not to be so. Yeah, I mean,
1: almost did in the end, but the goal in the 90 plus one, what I want to talk to you about is the, there was a penalty shout. 28th minute, they reviewed it, VAR, told them to go to the monitor, they said no. I thought his ankle got clipped, but they kind of said it was a dive. I, I don't know. Do you?
0: It. I think it was Eduard. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was. It, they. It, it was the, for the second time in in the first thirty minutes that that the Liverpool defense had gotten bailed out. The first time was a fantastic save uh, yep. by the goalkeeper that that kept them level, uh, kept them from going down. Uh, by Lerma, Lur- Alurma. Lerma's shot there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They got they got bailed out by the, off- the the VAR reviewing and calling that foul. So that it came back. I mean, it was, it was not the most egregious VAR questionable call that I've seen. I mean, I'm a Wolves fan. I know what those are about. Um, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was that bad.
1: 57th minute, though, that was definitely a foul. I'm not really sure why Alexander Arnold was even arguing it. I mean, he just went and just clipped the guy's leg. Yeah, that
0: (laughs) one was also weird because the the VAR check didn't even start until like two minutes after it happened. They were already well away from the play, and then like, oh, oh, we're getting a VAR check. And they get uh, – it was a foul, and they converted the the penalty kick very easily. Um, Yeah, and then (laughs) – and then Ayu uh, Jordan Ayu gets uh, uh, that. That also gets us to the 54th minute. As you can see, there was not much that happened in the first half at all. Uh, th- yeah. Uh, then we get to the 60th minute when I, Jordan Ayu gets. I didn't. Even, did you even see what his foul was that got him the first yellow? For no, eight. I
1: didn't see the first one. The second one was just silly.
0: The but. second one was silly. I also thought it was pretty light for a second yellow. Um, so he will actually be out for the city match, which is good for city. Because uh, a lot of a lot of Crystal's Palace, uh, Crystal's offense goes through Jordan IU, and after that you could see you could see his absence on the pitch that they didn't have any, they didn't have anything to go to after that, um, yeah, and and Crystal was playing with ten men, and they end up getting a bad clearance in the seventy sixth minute. And it just falls right, right in front of you know the guy who you wanted to go in front of uh, Mo Salah, and he was able to to get it in there. Um, yeah, it took a
1: harsh deflection. He's he's hitting a near post where the goalie's diving, hits off one of the Crystal Palace defenders' legs, glances all the way to the other side. So
0: tough goal. I, I think I think if it gets saved there, I think they go back and give a penalty though because they did because Crystal Palace did totally foul. The guy who who had the ball first, yeah. So I think if it gets safe, it's going to be a goal either way on that one. Mm. Um, yeah, and then in the ninety plus one, Crystal Palace gets right back in it. Uh, uh, yeah. Liverpool again, they just uh, oh sorry, not Crystal Palace for 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 Liverpool. No one was stepping; uh, they just left Elliot dribble out there at the corner. Yeah, and and he he plants one. I mean, it was a great shot by by a good old Harvey Elliott. Um, wow. And then 90 plus 10, Crystal Palace have a shot. I think he's offsides on that. Uh, I did not write down who it was, but I they almost scored. I think it would have been called back for offsides, though. So, you know, Crystal Ooh. Palace, valiant effort against now the leaders on the board, Liverpool. Uh, I yeah. guess, I guess Clop out was a little bit premature by me. So next season, next, next season, next season, next season, I'm going to get him out and then Liverpool gets Man U next. So that's, that'll be easy for them. Um, yeah, but we we'll both, I got that one right. You got that one wrong. Uh, two, that brings us to Burnley going to the Amex and Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, we, I got this one wrong cause I said it was going to be three, one. You got it right. Cause you said it would be a draw. So good job for you.
1: Yeah, not as high scoring as I thought it'd be. I mean not at all. Brighton they played they played well. Yeah. I mean, eleven shots on target, only converting one. Not the greatest game. But Odobert, what however you say his name, Odobert. His goal was very nice. Just doesn't yes. swivel, gets away from his van. I think it was right outside the box. Just slots it in, like. Doesn't get
0: better than that. Yeah, it was totally random too, because Brighton had pretty much owned the first half. Um Burnley almost did get a goal there in in uh in the tenth minute, a Goodmanson mm-hmm. shot. Um, but it didn't quite didn't quite make it in. Um but really it was mostly brighton this whole this whole match they didn't get the goal until finally the 77th minute uh with with a great just like a fantastic ball in to the back post by by gross uh headed home by andigra andigra i'm totally saying that absolutely correctly um yeah and, he's a good and,
1: near post good near post header
0: yeah yeah and it but really, Brighton still should have won, because in stoppage time, I mean, they may have accumulated probably five of those eleven shots on goal in the stoppage time that they had, which was like six or seven, I think it was seven minutes maybe. Um, but Trafford, the Burnley goalkeeper, put on a clinic. I mean, that guy was all of a sudden unbeatable uh in the last yeah. in the last couple minutes. And and Burnley, to their credit, listen, they they're they're accumulating points, all right. They're not accumulating a lot of points, but they're on eight now. Uh, they're not in twentieth, so that's good. Um, now, I don't know that anybody's going to be falling back far enough for them to catch. Is probably the issue that they're going to have because Everton has won their last three. Spoiler alert. Um, oh, but they do get it is Everton Burnley for the next match. So that is that's wow. huge. That is a huge match coming up uh, next weekend. Um, yeah, but uh, that is how that one went. And then for Manchester United and Bournemouth, we both got that one right. Because we both thought that Man U was going to lose to Bournemouth. Uh, they yeah. did end up losing 0-3 at Old Trafford. Boy, that place started clearing out pretty fast. Uh, it was not a not a great one for Manchester United. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, Manu there in the really first and
1: second minute, I mean, had two great chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been Garnacho who skied it or missed it, but, I mean, lands at his feet, has a chance, does not convert it. And then the fifth minute goal, the Bournemouth guy takes the ball, and it looks like Manu's just standing around. It didn't look like they were yeah, even trying no. to defend yeah, look, and he does a nice little. It looks like a backheel. Might not have been, but we'll like a back heel. and just puts it in.
0: Yeah, and from that moment on, very cool. Like, man, U had a chance. No, th- th- there weren't a lot of. Uh, there weren't a lot of opportunities. I thought there was one in the 67th that uh, Dalit really wasted for Manu um, because he he, I thought he should have put the ball across the middle. There were guys open on There were like three Man U guys crashing, and he goes for well. No, there were one or two guys crashing, um, and he goes for the near post shot to try to beat the goalkeeper and yeah. be and be the hero. But it, when your opportunities are as few and far between as Manchester United is getting, I mean, you only have three shots on goal the whole match. You gotta you, you need to you need to make the right choice, not your favorite choice. You know. Um, and then it, almost immediately after that, almost immediately after that, uh oh, who is 23? Oh, is it, it was uh I, I looked that up. Hold on. Where did where did it go? Yeah, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. This one was was terrible. I watched this, I watched this replay several times. They take the that uh, uh, Bournemouth takes the ball about midfield and they start driving on. Solanke gets fed up. Uh, gets fed the ball up towards the, the keeper. He draws four defenders towards him within a, like a five yard circle. Uh, Luke Shaw trails behind and goes with that group. And he leaves on the near side uh, the, the goal scorer, uh, oh, where'd it go? Billing, just wide open. He's so open. And then uh, 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 Solanke leaves it off for uh, tra- a Taverner. Tavernier, however you say his last name, and plays a great ball over to, to the goal scorer and really puts the puts the whole thing to rest. It was a terrible defense again. Just another defensive lapse by Manchester United, leaving Billing totally unmarked on the backside. He almost recovered, but it wasn't good enough. He just gets beat to the header at that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, the last one again, unmarked. Kind of an easy header. Yeah, seventy-third for no, five, on the quarter, yeah. Was yeah, by no was It has a great good. ball in, but yeah. just totally unmarked. All three of those were terrible defensive lapses. Um yeah. And it, it really I think it should have been four 0 but that handball saves saves Manchester United from from a four 0 defeat at home there in the ninety plus two. Uh Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But we both got that one right. So uh, moving on to Sheffield United and Brentford, one we both got wrong because Sheffield United won 1-0. to zero. Brentford, what are you guys doing? It's terrible. Also, this match was pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, Sheffield United scored in the 45 plus 1. Uh, unlucky, unlucky for Sheffield by, by James McAtee. The uh, Brentford clearance gets blocked and, and bounces right to Sheffield uh, Which then they push Wide and oh boy The speculative shot just finds The top corner great shot by McAtee But he just kind of left it he just kind of Laid one up there and it goes far Corner and then not It much. almost
1: looks like a pass
0: Yeah it, it, it could like have been crossing And it just happened to sail
1: right into the far Corner and McAtee He's, he's a man city boy He's all alone there, so I liked it.
0: Well, liked it, it. it was a good shot, and, and and you know Sheffield United actually controlled this match. Most of the good opportunities were theirs. I mean, they, they didn't have they weren't great opportunities because they were Sheffield United, but the, most of the good ones were were theirs. Really, for Brentford, their best chance didn't come until the 88th minute off of a corner kick, and it got stopped. Like it, Brentford they won the shots total. Uh, just on 10, but they tied on four. And really the four were not high quality. It was a a bad showing for Brentford away at Sheffield United. And Sheffield United gets three more points. They're now level with Burnley at eight. (laughs) Only thing keeping them down is that darn 29 goal difference. Negative 29 goal difference. Only thing. thing. Too bad. They have as many losses as they have goals for this season. That's not a stat you want to hear. That is, that is wow. not as that you want to hear. Wow. Uh moving on to Tuma Wolves and Nottingham Forest. Um Yeah. It's, uh, it started off poorly for us. Uh 14th minute. It was a big, big looping cross by uh Necco Williams that and then uh Toffolo Toffolo out jumped our defender who was marking him. It was a good header. I mean, it was well earned. Not a lot you're gonna do there, but he just out jumped us. But our our little play there uh, for really a team goal in the 30 seconds <laughs> in the 30 second minute by my wolves working up the 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 um, far side the right side of the pitch. If I don't know, I don't know what on that side of the pitch. Uh, working up the side, great run by Sarabia, bending his run and getting up to the corner, and then slides across to Kuna, who puts it in very nicely. Um, not all else, not not much else happened. It was all sort of first half sort of stuff. Kanate um, should have had a goal, I thought, in the stoppage time for for Nottingham Forest, but he he whiffed on it, or, or uh, it was not great. Um, and then in the 50 second, I thought Nottingham Forest could have scored again, but but Alonga skied it terribly over the top. Uh really all the all the good opportunities were to Nottingham Forest, uh, in the second half, the best ones. And well Wolves hung on for a point. Not pretty, but it's a point would have would have preferred to have done better against Nottingham Forest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both got that wrong.
1: Yeah, not not a ton to say about the match, but no. the Kunha goal was nice, keeps it low on the ground, slots it in. Yep. But yeah, you know. One one. It wasn't necessarily boring, but I wouldn't go watch the full highlights.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we get to then we get to Aston Villa and Arsenal. And now you look at these. You look at the results for Aston Villa in the in the past two matches. Uh, Scoreline they look similar. One nil against Man- Manchester City. One nil against Arsenal. Very different matches. Very different matches. Uh, we both. Uh, you got this one right. You thought that Aston Villa would win two nil. Uh, I thought that there would be a draw. I thought this would be a high scoring two two draw. Well, high scoring. It would be a two two draw. Mm-hmm. Did not turn out to be so. Uh, Aston Villa. Scrape this one out. I mean, it was Arsenal had. I, uh, let me check the stats just to make sure I'm speaking correctly. But yeah, Aston Villa controlled the match, and it shows in the in the uh, the statistics there. Uh, Villa got their their goal early in the seventh minute. Leon Bailey feeding to McGinn, uh, who does a really nice little pirouette. Great first touch on the ball there, uh, and then flips it flips it to the far post over the goalkeeper. It was a great goal by McGinn and working with Bailey. And then, and then just Arsenal kept pushing, kept pushing. I, I thought they were going to get one at some point with how much yeah. pressure they're putting on. Um, and 90th minute, Arsenal, there's a clatter of bodies right in front of the Aston Villa goal. And the ball ends up hopping off of, uh, oh, whose hand was it? I think it was I can't remember. It was Havertz. Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz's goal right in the goal mouth. Uh and his his goal slash uh, whoever else was there. There was another player there, but um ends up being called for a handball and the reprieve goes to Aston Villa and getting the full three points. Now moving up to second place in the champ in the champions like oh no they're oh they're still in third. Never mind. They're they're in third. Um but they're only two points out of first. Yeah, I mean,
1: don't mess with Aston Villa at home. No. 15 straight home wins, though, which is very impressive. I don't – I mean, they probably just beat the two best teams in the Premier League back-to-back at home 1-0.
0: So they seem like
1: they're making a statement. Yeah. They're legit.
0: They are in it to win it. And, uh, listen, I don't don't envy Brentford uh, getting the next match here. I do not. Um, I – I almost made a a joke about the room. I almost did the... I did not. But instead, I only said that I was going to think about making the joke. And then make it way worse. So that's cool. We're going to move on to the next match. Um, Let's see. Yeah. uh, Which we both got wrong. So great. Uh, Everton Everton and Chelsea. Because everyone had Everton winning 2-0. Right? Everyone had Everton winning 2-0 here. First half... There's nothing happened in the first half at all, as far as I'm concerned. There were two yellow cards. That's about it. Um, And then in the 54th minute, Everton – Chelsea gives away the ball going into uh, uh, the Everton 18-yard box. And they break it out quick. Uh, They feed – let's see. Let Let me get my notes pulled up here. They fed the outlet to McNeil who drove almost the whole pitch. I mean he he drove probably from what? one third one third line to the other third line across the whole pitch. Fed it through to Calvert-Lewin who put a ball in. It was stopped, it bounced out to uh, uh to Dekure who made a very nice finish on it past the goalkeeper uh to put Everton Ooh. up 1-0. It was it was a great play on there. And then and then Everton just was able to hold Chelsea at bay for the most part. And finally in the 90 plus 2 uh Great hammer shot here by Lewis Dobbin uh, off of the the corner kick punch. Really weak punch, I thought, uh, by Robert Sanchez. I thought he could have gotten more on it. I know he was clattering with a guy on the corner kick, but it was a, it was a poor punch, and Dobbin punched it in uh, from just beyond the penalty kick spot. And listen, Everton, you never know that they had lost ten points essentially. <laughs> They've yeah. won their last three and are looking like they're gonna keep. And they, theoretically, they could have that ten point that ten points reduced or maybe even removed. It's on appeal. We'll see, but keep that in mind going forward.
1: Yeah, kind of, kind of crazy. They'd be up in ten. I mean, they've won four of their last five. I didn't see this coming. I thought Chelsea had been playing pretty well, but yeah. obviously not. Yeah. I. You said it all. Chelsea, a lot of pointless possession going on. Not a ton of great shots, so not a ton to say about it. But Everton, I mean, they seem like even if they keep the 10-point deduction, they might just run back up to the top of the table.
0: It might, they seem like yeah. they
1: have a lot of intent to do that.
0: It might get. They might get back top 10. Uh, we'll see. I, there's there's another team here that we're getting to right now. Who's I mean, saying they're on a tear is, is putting it lightly. I think scoring how many? Let's see. So so since the international break, they have in the four matches they have scored twenty one goals. Uh, in their their last four matches, three against. It's, we're talking about Fulham, obviously here. Fulham and West Ham United, Fulham. Yeah, twenty-one goals in the last four matches. That is efficient, to put it kindly. Uh scoring another five in this one against West Ham, who I mean West Ham, they weren't playing poorly. They just beat Tottenham.
1: The the funniest part about the twenty one goals is the fact that they're just now even on goal difference. That is And before yeah. that they had scored five so yeah i mean that that's a huge turnaround but yeah i mean it's it's kind of cool to see because it's not just one person going off no and last week it was three guys scored this week it was five they're, they're getting it from everywhere and so it's it seems like just as a team something happened over the international break where they all just remember that they're top level professional footballers yeah and they're playing like it
0: yeah, and it was—I mean, it wasn't even close. Like West Ham had a couple chances uh, ear- earlier in the match, but once once Fulham started getting started going, they just kept rolling, you know. Uh, and <laughs> it just was Fulham all day long, essentially. Uh, yeah. West Ham totally neutered. I mean, they, they, like I said, West Ham had been playing decent the past couple matches. I mean, they, they were unbeaten in four, I think, is what it was. At least in four, I'd have to look back a little bit further. But they had, yeah, they just beaten Tottenham. They drew, they drew Crystal. Uh, they beat Burnley and Nottingham Forest. Uh, and I, I, I don't have their schedule pulled up beyond that, but still, not bad. Uh, and they were just dismantled thoroughly by Fulham. Um, and we both got it wrong because of it, <laughs> because we didn't expect it to happen. I did, ex- I did expect there to be a lot of goals. I said three three, but again, that was three three, not five nil. And then to uh then to Lucentown and Manchester City uh, which it didn't look great in the first half oh well okay didn't look great city had the most the bulk of possession and really the bulk of the best chances there was one chance that Luton had in the forty five plus one and they got it uh, but city bounced back in the second half well <laughs> yeah I mean.
1: It seemed like all three goals in this match were like defensive lapses or just like chance shots. Yeah. Especially both City ones. Like Silva's, I think it was Alvarez or Walker who may have lost the ball. And without hesitation, Silva just blasts it. And it goes in. And then Grealish's goal, probably the slowest ball I've ever seen put across a box. Yeah. And the defender just misses it. And so Grealish gets
0: a free, I mean, it, free little
1: shot towards far post.
0: Yeah, and it was off of just Luton giving the ball away to Man City. Mm-hmm. So it was it was defensive lapses all around there. Uh, yeah, it, it it was not a pretty win by City, which we've said a lot this season. <laughs> it was not a pretty win by City, but they they pulled it off. I mean, you don't want to drop points to Luton for sure. And as we said in the last episode, Holland is out. Maybe with a broken foot, which will put him out for a couple months. So that's not great. Um, and City it City doesn't really, really have for
1: now, but hopefully not.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll, well, stay tuned, and we'll update you when we have said update. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a fine win by City. A fine win. They maintain uh maintain Champions League position. They're still in the still in the top four keeping pace with Liverpool and Aston Villa which is strange mm-hmm. to say but keeping pace with Liverpool and Aston Villa they've got another little reprieve with Crystal Palace up next um who is who's struggled of late yeah yeah definitely struggled of late i would say of Crystal Palace when listen at least yeah. five um and it is at the etihad so that's that'll be nice uh yeah and then to the night for the weekend, which also was not a great match, uh, Spurs hosted Newcastle, and it, Spurs just didn't get it. They did not have it in this one. Oh, sorry, not Spurs. Newcastle did Newcastle. not have it in this one. And Tottenham did not have it. They only yeah, won by three. Only won by three. Now Spurs, Spurs dominated almost from minute one. Um, Gordon had a shot, had a chance uh, for a Newcastle breakaway in the ninth minute. Uh, yeah. but after that, it was basically all Spurs, mm-hmm. with Sunman with, with with Sun just kind of going crazy the whole match. What two assists and a goal, yeah, two assists and a yeah. goal, and played very well.
1: Yeah, kind of kind of a consolation goal there in the end for Jalinton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was already four zero. It felt like Tottenham had already kind of they turned. It they, off. they were already wanting to walk off the pitch. Yeah, so kind of, kind of a consolation there. So it wasn't even four one. I don't even think it was that close.
0: No, and this this was more along the lines of the Tottenham C- team that we'd seen at the beginning of the season, um, and they still have to get uh, uh, Madison back. But if we can get if they can get S- Sung uh, Sun playing that well with Madison back, they'll be. I think they'll be back up in contention in in no time. I mean, they're still in fifth. It's not like they fell forever. Um, they're still in fifth th- with a three-point cushion over Manchester United. Um, but it could make for some interesting matches here later in the season. Um, might have a pretty crowded title race instead of just having two teams like it's been for... How many how many years in a row has it just been like a two-team race for, for first? It's been a bit. Um, boy, when was the last one yeah, that was just a... two teams?
1: I mean, still... I'm looking back right now, and it looks like City, City, and Liverpool ran away with it a couple of times. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, even 2016, 2017, City was kind of there at 78 points, but Chelsea and Tottenham were set. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think 2016, 17. It looks like you got to go back to when Leicester won it. Yeah, I was going to
0: say I think Leicester was the last time it was won it by 10. It still wasn't that close, so. We may be for the most contentious uh, uh, title race here that we've had in, uh, maybe a decade, probably a decade. Um, yeah. That so, could
1: change, you yeah,
0: know. Obviously, it could change. But but as of right now, like we're we're tight up at the top. Um, two match days and everything could change. Uh, even yeah, one match day, means. we could have a totally different setting for for the top three. Uh, but yeah, that that wraps up match day sixteen. Uh, a consequential but not very entertaining <laughs> weekend uh a, as we move into our champions league midweek action uh go ahead and like i said check out our episode there uh, but until we are back on thursday evening why don't you go ahead and grab some coffee watch some soccer and-